Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that's been accused more than once of being a bit too open at the back. This week on Heart and Hand, we we lost. So, welcome to Art and Hand, my name is David Edgar, I'm your host and I'm joined this week by the Dutch Destroyer himself, Mr. Scott Van Den Nacker. Good evening and welcome. That was quite a build-up. It was actually, it was very good, wasn't it? Um, I was impressed you with see, though, You see though, people have been waiting for this pod in light of our first defeat this season. Yes. And, uh, they say that you can't hurry love like genius or like pods. Mm-hmm. I believe in Mark's case, sometimes you have to hurry love, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, like, or, or you hear footsteps and you know someone's coming. Yeah, along the alleyway and stuff yeah. like that. So you can hurry, love. He hurries love into the back of a van. Yes, so to speak. Uh, yeah. He does indeed. Well, two matches to discuss this week: match against Dumbarton, which, with all due respect to Dumbarton, we'll probably skate over here <laughs> and go yeah. on to to the one people want to know about, which was the St Johnston game. And uh, we'll, we'll put in our tuppence worth and then we've got the opinion from someone who knows something about football, Mr Craig G. Telfer, was kind enough to join us and give us his thoughts on it. But Scott, what were your thoughts? Uh, Dumbarton game first. It was I didn't actually see the game because I, I don't have Rangers TV or any Al Jazeera type. That's, that's probably yeah. going to make then, no offence, your contribution somewhat limited. Not really. Because Not any more than usual. No. Okay, I, don't, I was going to say that. I don't think that's why I'm here. With all due respect, um, it was stuffy. Uh, we scored a 25-yard peach, and then both teams conceded penalties. 
Um, I don't think much happened. Apparently, it was not vintage. So let's skate over it as you suggested. I did see it, and that that's a pretty good description. Dumbarton, no ambition at all. Nine men behind the ball. Rangers uh, struggled in the first half to break them down, but unlike previous teams, the fitness isn't a concern. Nor do they run out of, uh, if you like, um, ambition, and they keep trying to play their football. So they got the goal, they got the second. They're very unlucky not to get a third. And then Danny Wilson, who hasn't had a great week, gave away a really stupid penalty towards the end. But I, I think we'll be coming back to central defenders when we talk about the St Johnson match, which was very disappointing. It was. I um, attended said match um, with my padre. And before the game, my dad was going to put some money on at the, the betting outlets. We won't name them, of course, unless they sponsor us, in which case I would perfectly happy to name them. Well, they do. Uh, them? They sponsor us? Ladbrokes, yeah. Well, in that case, it was Ladbrokes. Yeah. Right? Um, and my, I was saying, Dad, what are you going to go for? And he said, 3-2 to Rangers, because they will score. They'll definitely score. And I was saying, that's interesting, Dad. What makes you say that? And he was saying, well... The way we play with the fullbacks bombing up, they're better than the usual draws we play. They'll score at least one. But I can't bet against Rangers, so 3 2. And that was probably quite prophetic by my old man, which would be one of the first times he would have been prophetic in that sense. Um, they did score, and they almost scored after about 30 seconds, in fact. Mm. And it didn't get much better after that. No, the, but the, the first half, court, they had a great game plan and they executed it well. They did. Um, However, for the, for the listeners that are going to be listening into this pod in cars and pubs and bars, I believe it's broadcast sometimes in like huge beer halls, isn't it? You would like thought, public spaces. You would assume so. It certainly w- it certainly so. will be when when I come to power. <laughs> It'll be obligatory. Yeah. Um, Read nineteen eighty four if you want a kind of guide on on how you, you your yes. pod and will be piped in as you work. Yes. You've been enjoying a lot of it. Yeah. And, uh, daily pod, anyone? Uh, so. Um, Basically, David and I brilliantly have slightly different opinions on the game, which is going to add to the spice of the pod, and that's what it's all about. You'll be listening going, hmm, point, counterpoint. Mm, Absolutely. The, interesting. Well, that, that's a good thing. There's always two points. There's um, your point. The wrong one. Then yeah. Your one, and then there's me. So why don't you tell them your half-baked theories, and then I will tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, football fans, hi, my name's Scott. Hi. I usually cover the Romanian second division, but I've been, I've been parachuted in to talk about this in Johnson game. Uh, my opinion is that it was quite disappointing. I think that every fan on the ground, whether you admit it or not, whether you admit it now, is gauging us as being further along maybe than we were. I'd hoped that we'd probably beat St. St. Johnson and that a lot of the retrenching in the last two days of, huh, well, this is just a championship side, shoestring budget, never expected to beat them, huh, glad we're out. I think a lot I of that is. I don't think anybody's doing that. I think a lot of us wishful thinking. I think we were poorer than most people imagined we would be. That's definitely the case. But equally, right? Yes. You're saying that there's been a lot of retrenching. People saying, "Well, well, we're just a championship side. They weren't saying it beforehand." Well, surely that's part of a learning curve. Yes, you're right. People thought we were better than we possibly are. But then, surely it's healthy that after the game they went, "Yeah, we're not as good as we thought we were." No, really, because football fans don't learn anything, do they? That's the beauty of being a football fan. We actually wouldn't have learned anything from this. Ah, they, they, I'm sure if we, we, we smash um, if we smash Morton on Sunday, we'll get the, the thing again. But I yeah. think it's healthy to be talking about football. I mean, we are too open, right? And we all suspected we were. I do think that we, and I've mentioned this before on the pod, I said 
and I hate to to tell people that I was right, but I was you right. Don't. No, no, I don't do that. You love it. I do. Yeah. Well, not when we've got beat. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer to be right about you know other things like I told you it would be eight nil. Uh, I prefer that. But in this instance, what I said was when we get beat. It'll probably be a bit of a cuffing because what'll happen is a team will catch us in the break, we won't be in form up front, and then they'll run away and put two or three by us. Which is exactly what happened, because we are too open. I do wonder if uh, I know we were waiting for, you know, the ghost of John Eustace, but I do wonder if the gaffer has um discarded Andy Murdoch a wee bit too early. And I know some people don't rate him that highly, but I, I still think he would have been more useful to have in tandem with um with Halliday the other night and I don't think against better sides you can go with what is at times effectively a 4-1-5 Yeah I mean you're looking at a team who play sensibly 4-3-3 it's quite often 2-5 would you say? Yeah It's like basically it's only defensive Sometimes it's a 2-4-4 Yeah and yet you're doing it without any natural recognised defensive midfield it's a risk the other risks that are built into that is that Andy Halliday who's had a good season until Tuesday, he, he doesn't naturally look at runners off his shoulder or on his blind side. He, he doesn't pick up the runs. I don't blame him because he's not played that way before. So a lot of people are breaking off the back of him. And sadly, we have got th- we've got three or four central defenders, OK? Three. It seems to be that Dominic Baldo is going to be the one. So it's three we choose. Yeah. So I don't think Wilson and Kiernan are a partnership as such. It's certainly not one that's... Well, that's very interesting. Actually, that's a good segue. Um, we'll listen to what the boy Telfer thinks of that yeah. just now. So we'll we'll go over to Craig G. Telfer and see what he thought. Joining me now is Craig G. Telfer, formerly of Telemispele.com, but uh, no longer writing for them, I believe. That's what uh, yes, the website is currently in abeyance. Um, I've taken the time to explore myself. Um, explore my body, get to understand it. Do you um, want me to leave the room while this goes on? <laughs> I've just started playing badminton a lot, um, playing Metal Gear Solid, watching uh, EastEnders and Hollyoaks and stuff. So Living life. Yeah, it's, it's my life and I shouldn't have to really explain myself, but, well, I, as, but uh, I have. <laughs> yes, as, uh, as Talk Talk said, it's my life and in that case... Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Um, it's not Mark Hollis we're discussing here today. It's Rangers, which I think most people would be interested in. Oh, a lot of people might be interested in Top Talk. Scott loves Top Talk. Brilliant band. Favourite band. Uh, Laughing Stock's uh, phenomenal album. Yeah. Absolutely. He loves that world. Spirit of Eden. Yeah. The one for him. So, yeah. uh, those are, so listen to Top Talk. I think that if you take nothing else yeah, from this please. next 10 minutes, take that. The reason we asked Craig in was because obviously there's been a lot of grumbling and moaning about Rangers' performance versus St. Johnson on Tuesday night. What were your thoughts from a neutral point of view? I thought I can understand why there would have been grumbling about the performance because the, what came out of it for me is though while Rangers didn't necessarily play quite badly, it looked as though Mark Warburton hadn't done his homework, and I think you saw that with some of the goals there. I mean, particularly the second goal where Tommy Wright had obviously figured out that Rangers don't leave a man on the edge of the penalty area and took full advantage of that with with, with Simon Lappin's goal. Also, I think Tommy Wright understood that Rangers like their, their fullbacks to press on, and so there was a lot of space down the flanks, which St. Johnson exploited through Michael O'Halloran. Um, and I, I think that Mark Warburton as well seemed to underestimate that St. Johnson are a pretty decent side, mm. and they've got some obdurate defenders, and, and they did that well. So I don't really think that, well, I think Rangers took the game to them in the second half, particularly after they scored. 
they never really forced Alan Manis into making a decent save, and I think it was all sort of arm's length stuff mm. for St Johnson. I just think that that's probably the most most disappointing thing was that what Rangers weren't able to show the capabilities that they've they've done earlier in the season, and it just looked like a bit a bit slapdash from from the manager. Uh, you mentioned they're underestimating them. I wondered if there was a touch of that in terms of this is how we play and we're not going to adapt for everyone else, which is a laudable, enough, laudable yes. sentiment, but I don't know how applicable it is. And what it led to was Rangers, I thought particularly in midfield, where Halliday was left badly exposed time after time. And that has happened in, in the Championship. It, it would be remiss to say that it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got away with it but against that a better class of player I know Halloran I thought was was just sensational and his movement was terrific Mm -hmm. knowing when to run when not to go and then when he had the the pace I thought he just left the the centre backs for for dead what do Rangers need to change moving forward when they come up against better opposition it's a good interesting question I mean from, from watching the game, I think that having a, a midfielder to sit in front of the defenders would be would be a bonus. I mean, I don't think, as far as I remember, from Halliday was playing in Scotland, he was always a sort of winger. Yeah, I mean, that's what he was winging full back, yeah, wing back. Yeah, he's, he's okay. sort of been moved in field. So I was surprised to see him starting in in, in the centre of the park. I think a, a specialised screening midfielder might do the trick, but. It's how often would Rangers need something like that given in the championship where the, the onus is on them to take the game to them and this is a sort of a specialist position for more defensive duties when, when there's a certain level of organisation required I think that one of the problems they had as well that um, was it Nathan Adua didn't really work back no. as as you'd have liked to be a fantastic player mm. but it's you know it's all very well one thing ripping the piss out of boys at Aloha mm-hmm. and stuff like that and looking fantastic when it comes these are the games that that, that that he'll be he'll be judged on when he goes back to Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. You know, it's all very well doing a, a rainbow flick over Colin Hamilton, who owns a car washing company um, of his own. That's what he does in his. Uh, Is it his a respectful day car washing company? I imagine so. Yeah, I imagine you'd so. Hope so. You'd hope there'd be a lot of respect. I think if you go in there, it'd be like a mafia <laughs> handshake to do your, to do your but, car. Uh, it's all very well, like I say, it's all very well doing that. But when it comes comes to these things, I think he was he was quite wa- he was wasteful in attack, and he didn't he didn't really do enough to to track back, and that was that was disappointing. I thought that the the big mistake that the manager made the other night was again you can set team up slightly differently, but for me the key one was leaving out Mackay for Odua. Uh, I would have played Odua, but I played him the other wing instead of Kenny Miller. But Mackay tracks back mm. uh, and he protects Wallace. And a very good season, Mackay. He's, he's an excellent. He's been mad player of the season so far, um, with, with the obvious caveat of Taverni, Tavernier. But um, I thought that what Mackay does is he walks back and he protects Wallace and he links up well with Wallace. Now, there was absolutely no link-up play at all between them. Mm. They were exposed. And if you look at the amount of attacks that came down Lee Wallace's side... First Lee, goal came from yeah, first goal, yeah. But Lee Wallace, I think, has to work on his defensive side of his game because he's really enjoying this attack and he's fit and whatnot. But I do wonder if some of the Rangers players have maybe forgotten what a, a hard shift defensively was like. I thought that Wilson and Kiernan had bad nights. I mean, that that can happen. That's why we're not throwing the baby out of the bathwater. Hopefully, that they did perform poorly, but they are going to need to step up. And when they do then you have to have your defensive head on mm-hmm. first and leave the, there's enough attackers on that side to do attack mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with the likes of Wallace saying, do you know what, I've got a shift to put in at the back here, I'm going to leave Adua to, to go and do the attacking. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think that's... The, the things that, that sometimes fullbacks fullbacks maybe get too much credit for attacking. That's I mean, when you think about your, your, like your 
all the best fullbacks in the world, generally like uh, Cafu, for instance, what's he most famous for? It's for bombing forward. And I think that something, and oh, James, I'm not going to compare James to Tavernier to, to Cafu, but. <laughs> no, we've we'll done it, sorry. <laughs> but but uh, um, Tavernier is, is getting all the acclaim for his attacking pros, and I think that. That is great and stuff like that, but you know your fundamental. Fundamentally, a fullback is, is your your job is to defend, and I think that that's I think that that having having one going back to what we were saying, Sinella, having one way to play is admirable. And, and Rangers have looked fantastic at times, particularly against Wraith Rovers. I think when, when they when they beat my Ibrox, but this, they just they just didn't seem to were able to understand a team. That, that countered against them. I think they'll see that, but but St Johnson were just a lot more clinical than they get. Man, I don't think they were expecting that. No, absolutely not. The the centre backs, well, you come on to talk about Rob Kieran and Danny Wilson. I mean, I know Rangers haven't conceded a lot of goals this season. The goals they have conceded, though, I mean, particularly one against St Mirren, where somebody I can't remember who was one of the two of them stepped up, mm. left a, a huge swathe of space yeah. for um, Harrison to, to run to, and against Alwa, where it was a corner. I think it was a corner was yeah. cleared. The ball headed back in. The pair of them are trundling out and leaving Michael Chopra. Wonderful finish from Michael Chopra, yeah. but the fact is he should never have been in that position in the first place. And I just, I just worry about the pair of them. Like Danny Wilson last season was 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 reasonable at, at Hearts. You know, I mean, he obviously won the league for them, but the Hearts were, were taking Hearts in a sort of similar position to to, to yeah. what Rangers what Rangers were now, where they were taking the game a lot. Into, so a lot of the the hard work seemed like Alan Osterk did a lot of the, the, the you know so you talk you talk about your A defenders and your B defenders yeah. like um, Wilson was the B defender. Wilson was the B defender who would try and take the ball at defence and try and play clip passes that, that mm-hmm. generally tended to go out of play. And Osterk did all did all the heavy lifting. And I just think between the two of them, I mean, I've not seen as much in as you. They, to me, they both look like B defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got guys who want to play football, and that's great. That's fine, but you need for a centre back. Rock. You need to back back that up. No, and I, I think, think that they've, they've, they've. I wouldn't say getting away. Have to be. I mean, I think Rangers are fortunate that their attacking unit is so fearsome mm. in the Championship, and they have when they're going forward. Rangers, Rangers look brilliant at times, but I just worry about the the, the two centre backs mm. and. I mean, obviously, I take time to, to develop and understand. I just think they might be a wee bit too similar. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. They do look very similar uh, in, in their style of play, man. Mm. And I agree with you, it's great having someone who can pass the ball out from the back, but you still need somebody who can defend mm-hmm. and trust from as you go. They might not be the most effective with the ball, but they need to defend. One thing I think about this Rangers team, I don't know what, what your thoughts on this are, but it's as if they put together a team that is going to be fine for the championship is going to breathe through the championship much in the way Hearts have done and should we be panicking too much as a Rangers supporter going it's not capable of competing at the highest level yet because it doesn't need to compete as good as Warburton basically saying look I'm going to build this good team to get us to the championship and I've got two transfer windows to work towards the team up the next level that's an interesting question I was I would imagine that um, that certainly that was Rangers problem under Ali McCoyce where it was just it was so short term just like just get us up through the leagues just get us get us into the get us, get us into the top flight and, and then we'll worry about it there and that worry about it was to, to throw money mm-hmm. at, at the problem that's obviously where it was I think Warburton's a bit more long got a, a bit of a, a grander plan than that I mean the fact that, that Barry Mackay's come into the team he's 19, 20, 20 I think. you know the fact that, that that Danny Wilson's still he's still young 20, 24 he's well, played, played, played a lot of football you know like uh, Rob Kieran's a, yeah. a, a young player so I think w- with that in mind these players are developing and, and you imagine they'll be better players as they as they, uh, as they go along the, the, for me the, about what's interesting about this Rangers team is the loan signings that he's made and f- I thought that Rangers 
even before they signed ZLM and Adua, they looked like they had a, a really good team on paper that, that, that was capable of doing what they're doing. It looks like Rangers have, have made a delicious cake, mm-hmm. and Zellalem and Odua are there the, the the sprinkles on it, which like just makes a which makes a nice cake even more delicious, you know. And it's like it's good; it will benefit you just now. But would would Rangers win the championship without Zellalem and Odua and and Ball? Yeah, I mean, I think so because probably. Probably, I know it's good to yeah. develop. I mean, I suppose maybe maybe you think even thinking longer term that it's well, we'll get these guys in it develops relationship with Tottenham yeah. and Arsenal and we'll get guys uh, in them f- further down the line. But f- but for the moment, it just feels like well, you know, we can probably do this with without. Yeah, them. I, I think that that's a fair point. They they haven't had an integral part yet. Mm-hmm. Zellalem's played more often. Uh, than he hasn't since he arrived, but the other two have have kind of come out in and out the side. I I think that I don't th- actually, I don't think Rangers played so badly. I think uh, the word that seems to be doing the rounds a lot. I mean, what I've read on the internet and what I've seen in the the papers is naivety. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Warburton, you, you learn a lot more about your team in defeat yes, than absolutely. you do in victory. So. You know, it would be interesting to see if, if Rangers draw a, a Premiership side in the, the Scottish Cup, then you'll find out. But I just think that that some people were, were getting a wee bit carried away with, mm-hmm. with how good Rangers were. I mean, it's, it's, we've all done it when our teams play well. I mean, I remember Steny drew, uh, got drawn against Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup in 2005, and we were doing really well, and I thought we'd go and absolutely bleach them. But, you know, I mean, they were the second division at the time under yeah. Dick Campbell, uh, but they, they, they tore through us and beat us 4-1. So it's, it's just it's, it's easily done, yeah. easily done. But by the same token, I wouldn't be so dispirited by it. Yeah. I mean, Rangers, they, they pressed well. You know, mm-hmm. they showed that the level of fitness that twelve months ago, if they came up against St John's team, they would never have been able to match. Mm-hmm. So you look at you know you look at the levels of progress. You've got to think of the bigger picture. I mean, I know Dave King has said that he wants to. It's probably disappointing because Dave King said that he wanted to add a add a trophy, um, but. You said Dave King said a lot of things. Dave, Dave, Dave King talks a lot. I'm, I'm not always sure. I'm, I'm happy to judge him by his actions rather than aye, his words. Aye, but not uh, disappointing, but but not disappointing at the same time. You know, not the end of. No, I think I think you're spot on. If if it tempers realism a little bit, we're not a great side, but we're a far better side than we were before. I think all you can really ask the manager at this stage is progress. Yeah, and you're, progress. Seeing, you're seeing progress. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic, Craig. Where can they check out more podcasts from the likes of your good self if you like this? Um, if you if you like this podcast go on and have a visit at the Tell Him He's Pelly archive that's tellhimhespelly.com you can find uh, some, some wonderful interviews with uh, some of the characters in the lower leagues and I'd recommend by starting with John Gemmell the much travelled striker now at Albion Rovers um, gives a brilliant tour interview looking back in his career which is very moving and funny in equal parts So a lot to take out of that there, Scott, but the key point I think from Craig was what you were talking about before before we heard him there, which is the two centre backs are too similar. That we don't we don't have that A type defender, we've got two comfortable ball playing defenders, but we don't have the guy who's gonna go and head the ball away and put the tackles in in the first yeah. place to let that almost sweeper defender play in behind him. We've got two sweeper defenders. We've talked about this loads in the pod. Um we've got one up front have to have a man marker and you have to have a sweeper. You play in line with each other, not beside each other. And our two, you're right, play next to each other. And because they play quite a high line and have no pace, that is a problem. Moving further forward, Craig was really good on that because obviously Craig knows about football, which is a bit unfair bringing him on. I just like to do it to keep the listeners on their toes sometimes. Right, good, yeah. Uh, 
Moving further forward, it's unfortunate. One thing I will seed to you, not not my seed. I will no, seed don't, to don't. You. I, I really don't want your seed. The last I thing never, was just plain awkward. Yes, last. I wouldn't give my seed to you. Yeah. But moving further forward, I personally believe that the result was was maybe more likely than you thought, and perhaps is more significance than you would think. And we don't agree on all the, the implications. What I would agree is that a lot of our players were shit on the night. Yeah, they were. <laughs> That you cannot always legislate for. No. I think the gaffer made two mistakes. And by the way, we have to allow the manager to make mistakes because if we don't, then we're going to go back to this, well, safety first football. And we've had years of this and it's not worth watching. And if he's playing and it's a bit too attacking, occasionally we take a shellacking. I can live with that. Ideally, we don't take those shellackings. But if we have to, we have to. But I think that there's nothing wrong with for the odd game saying I don't think we can go with ZLLM and Holt. I think we need someone in there with a bit more legs or more of a tackler. And I don't think that we can play Kenny Miller from the start against anyone. Uh, maybe the Aloes as well, but certainly none of the decent first division teams and no one above that. I also don't think you can have a doer in front of Wallace. I think Wallace's defensive shift is sometimes ropey. And when Mackay's there, Mackay wouldn't be out my team this season, he's been excellent. When Mackay's there, he works so hard back the way that I think he covers very well for Lee Wallace. And I think we look a lot more secure down that flank. And given that it's um, Wallace to Wilson, and Wilson's not in a, a great seam of form at the moment, I think you need that extra cover out there defensively. I think so. The left side was not great. I think, I said on the pod, I think in the summer, um, that I didn't really rate Danny Wilson, and you and I were talking about it on the pod, and I don't think anything that's happened since has won me over. I'm not going to say he's been absolutely terrible, but he's certainly not changed my mind. And I would I would perhaps think about bringing Dominic Ball. He might be able to offer something different. Apparently he's played defensive mid in the past, and he's quick over the ground. Yeah. Maybe he could be the guy, maybe Dominic Ball could be the aggressive marker, and maybe Kiernan could then drop behind to sweep up and pass, like distribute. Mm-hmm. We have to try. I think we have to try something like that. As you say, it was an off night for so many of the players. Guys like Halliday, who's been great. I love Andy, but he's, he was terrible. Yeah, was shit, he, he was I rubbish. Waghorn was rubbish. Uh, I do. Yeah. I thought come on to a game, but the first half he was rubbish. He was uh, also asked to do too much. Yeah, the only I mean, one who played well. I thought the keeper did all right, and I thought yeah. Tav played well, and that was. Can also much bring it. in one thing. Nuggets at the game. Just I want, I'll make this brief, but Rangers are trying something a bit different. Okay, and it's not always going to work. And Personally, I think that this was maybe more signposted than other people thought. I don't think it was a big surprise. And some of the things that we've been pointing out on the pod, team, chickens came to roost. Having said that, we're trying something new. Sitting behind me, pissed and shouting, fuck sake, do I put it in the mixer. Aye. Just get just get it in the box. Get the ball in the fucking air. Rumble them up a bit. Fucking come on, Rangers. It's lasted about 10 games before some of the folk were booing at half time, shouting to get it in the mixer. And uh, asking people basically to up and go the high ball. Yeah. It was about two seconds from the guy behind me asking John Daly to get brought on. Yeah, if you are the type Please. of guy who went to that match, and I don't think that the type of people who listen to this pod will be among this, but anyway, if you're the type of guy that goes to the game and after we have what won 11 games on the spin, played very well, loads of entertaining football, and you boo the first time we're losing at half time. Have a word with yourself. You know that that's yeah. really, really poor. That that's that's Lego munching behaviour, and just just don't do it. So a disappointing night. But my take on it is is that it's a blip until it's a pattern, 
and yeah. they've got the chance to go and put it. I do think that we're going to win. I, I think this we're not ready for the Premier League. It's absolutely correct, but we're not in the Premier League. We need to win this division. We need to build a team to get us through this with a few guys who are going to stay on. They don't. I wouldn't anticipate we're going to go in with the same squad next season. I don't think that they'll be up to the mark. But if you can take five or six of them, and certainly I think that you've got five or six. That, that could go in and I'll tell you something it's still a lot better than watching Ricky fucking Foster and you know Ian Black and all those shite hawks I could give you 101 things at the moment that are slightly concerning but if you're asking me is it better than watching Ali McCoy's team I think we're in total full agreement yeah. there but yeah you know the thing is we love Warbs um, but it's not being disloyal or, or moany to say I think you, had, you got a couple of things wrong the other night because I think he did and so long as the manager you know, holds his hand up and learns from it then there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's how you develop that's how you get better and if that's the case then, then fantastic if in six months we're getting taken apart by you know a, a team in the Scottish Cup playing the same 11 if you like or, or the same system and the exact same thing happens well then you can worry Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But at the moment, I think that certainly he's got enough credit in the bank to to want. It's disappointing. We wanted a run in the cup, um, but you know, let's be mature about it. Let's kind of say, right, move on. Just you know, Mark Warburton, you're still the magic hat man. Just listen to heart and hand a bit more. I think so. I think a lot of the managers did in the past and did them no harm. No, but when Walter was in trouble, he used to, of course, uh, you know, phone us. But quite famously, yeah, um, the League Cup final, two thousand eleven. Name but one. Yeah, t- t- but one. That that was just the one that sprung to mind there because we were talking of the League Cup. And if Warbs, I mean, Sir Davy Weir was in the papers tonight saying we're going to get everybody in, watch videos, and and work out what happened the other night. They don't really need to, do they? Just, and just phone us, yeah. It was yeah. a phone. Yeah, just, just we, we, we'll sort it out for you. OK, well, uh, that's the post as it were. Probably a happier one than last season, but uh, let's win on Sunday, though. <laughs> right? Like, let, let's not do this again for a while, Rangers, eh? Yes. Um, let's, let's get back on it. We, we much preferred when we, were, when we came to praise you rather than bury you, as they say. But uh, speaking of coming to praise, yes, it's when we look around the, the wacky world of football in the Sporting Integrity Award. The Sporting Integrity Award is when we look round the world of football and see who's been the most Reagan-esque of the of the football federations in the last week. Yes, we're looking for idiots, spivs, conmen, Nancy's nincompoops, and Methodists. Scott, what I will say to people who are new to the pod is: Do you realise that um, Thumbhead of Celtic still hasn't faced any sort of charges for his outbursts, whereas they managed to deal with Arsenal Chelsea game down south? In one day. Well, yeah, that's the kind of sporting integrity. But, we're but, at. but, Scott, but yes. that's different. And you would be a mason and a hun if you were to suggest any different. Uh, sorry, right? Just dies now. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, so, so you should be. This is pure Sevco Masonic, you know, conspiracy. Apron. Uh, user deed. Uh, zombie. Yeah, you're probably. Uh, you probably voted no, and you probably don't believe. You you probably prefer trident to babies. Is that that is the phrase, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Trident. No. No trident. No. Bairns not bombs. Ah right. Bairns not bombs. Because that's. I mean, it made me think. It made me think. You know, I, I didn't realise that that was the the choice, but uh, but then again, when I think about it, you know, uh, I, I you'd rather have a bomb, wouldn't you? Well, I made a decision deliberately not to have children, 
uh, whereas I have absolutely no viewpoint at all. I'm going to run, right? I'm going to run for office yep. on a platform of Trident where we will keep Trident or scrap it. I don't really give a fuck either way. But if the peace industry or the defence industry, whoever gives me the biggest backhander. I like that. It's honest, and I'll tell I'll tell the punters that. And I'll, I, I'll say one thing for you, David. Though, see if you're going to have this regime. Yep. You're planning. You probably will need bombs and not bairns. But the first, yeah. Well, I'll need bairns as well. You know, infantry. What about bairns and bombs as a slogan? Yeah, there you go. Sure. This is brilliant. See, this is why you you can be my chancellor because that way we're keeping everybody happy. Yeah, but keep the birth rate up. Yeah. I was going to say we're getting new voters, but they're not really going to be voting as such, are they? Well, well you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be attending what might be termed a rally. It's the same thing, isn't it? And really? they'll be they'll be voting with their feet. Uh, they won't be because they won't be allowed to leave. That's compulsory. They will be there and attending. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hundred percent turnout for every rally is pretty damn good. I yeah, think. exactly. And hundred and three percent in the elections. This is going to be such a good regime. Uh, people are going to love it. Certain people. Other people, not so much. Like, see, if imagine the other night, right? The yeah. guy that was shouting at a door to just get it into the mixer. If yeah. you were able to just turn round and zap him with a taser, and somebody says, "Why did you zap my mate with a taser?" and you said, "Because he's a dick," and I'm a member of the 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 parliamentary anti dick squad. Yeah, pads, if you okay, will. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, P A D S. What about my legal recourse? You don't have any legal recourse, I'm sorry. No, no, t- take that. And in fact, even for just saying that, have another zap. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I did look into uh, how much, uh, believe it or not, a stun baton is. <laughs> and I did, right? Um, yeah. I think it's, again, I take the How's Sally doing? I take the wrong messages <laughs> from thing. I read this article, right, about how it's terrible that Britain make uh, weapons that are instruments of torture. And you know me, Scott, I'm quite left-wing, so I like to care... Well, I like to know what things I'm supposed to care about to be left-wing, mm-hmm. as you know. And uh, I thought, right, OK, oh, this is terrible. I, You know, these British people are manufacturing... Aye. Look at this. This is this a horrible way. How much? And I looked at... They're only $99. Now, come on, that is, that's pretty good for what it does. I think also it's good because... A lot of people talk a lot of mumbo-jumbo nonsense about exploiting the third world and the developing world. Yeah. Come on, any country can afford that. No, I'm just saying, right, see, me yeah. as a user, right, and I looked up, and you can buy them from America, it's a stun baton, £99, it's like a cattle prod thing, and unlike a taser, which, you know, the thing zaps into them, and you've got to pull it back out of them, you just go up and go zap, and then walk away. It's, it's so, absolutely brilliant. Like a lightsaber sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a lightsaber, for $99. I mean, I just... Uh, honest to God, right. People slag Americans, but you can't argue with a £99 stun ban. Can. Um, although, if anyone's listening in and monitoring this podcast, we'd reckon other countries should have them, not necessarily David and I. No, that probably wouldn't wouldn't be a good outlook for no. pretty much anybody I bump into, to be no, honest. Although not many would, would get into the palace world. Anyway, let's stop talking about my fantasies and let's start talking about the world of sport. Yes, now I've got so many tonight that I'm going to have to edit myself, which, let's face it, is your job usually. You're going to have to see to yourself? I'm going to have to see to myself, yes. Which, not for the first time. Not for your first time, no. Um Oh, David, 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 David. How is this for quite impressive or not? Only you and the listeners can decide. A man in Blackburn, Lancashire, was today banged up 
where he appeared in court. Do you know what he did? What did he do? Earlier this summer, in a beer garden in Blackburn, Lancashire, right. he drank many pints of your alcoholic beverage, Right. took five lines of your cocaine, <laughs> right, okay. and then openly masturbated for 47 <laughs> minutes in the beer garden. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, as anyone who has ever kind of danced with the devil's dandruff will be able to tell you is that it's a bit difficult to get you're uh, never coming to get a stoner yeah but once you've done it it's not going anywhere and you can I mean seriously you wake up the next morning and as you know Scott when I when I indulged in that sort of thing I also used to try and balance it with a lot of alcohol and I would Critical wake up opportunities abuser yeah well, that, that was it remember those kind of like 16 hour binges I went on and stuff well, David Brownley once described himself as a, a bit of a Scottish Jake you remember yeah. like, no matter how many drugs you take you've got to have a carry out as well yeah oh totally um, you know that, that, that was the thing I would read these things about like Madchester and they were saying oh people weren't buying alcohol they were they were just uh, you know taking taking happy pills I'm like sure <laughs> amateurs but, you know, not, not at all. But you you would wake up and just look down at your tadger and go, geez, that's red raw. Because, you know, you'd obviously went, you know, half cut, but all on the gear, and you'd go, you know what? I'm just going to have a wank, as you do. And tear at this thing. And I mean, absolutely. Do to your knob what a Fifty Shades of Grey bird would do to it. Do you know what I mean? Really get tore into it, hammer the thing. Nothing would happen, nothing at all. And you'd wake up the next morning, bruised, broken, looking like John Wayne Bobbitt. Exactly. It's, it's so, 47 minutes. And what gets me about the story as well, though, is who finally decided to phone the police? <laughs> like, 10 minutes, that's fine. I'm giving him another five minutes, and if he hasn't finished, I'm calling the cops. Right, that's it, 47 minutes. <laughs> Just about, my wings are <laughs> you know look mate look mate 45 minutes is one thing but now you'll just take the piss Aye, you've gone too far <laughs> that's it so, right, so we're starting in Romania of course good and we'll be staying in Romania after that but it's a good story this is the kind of thing that we've come to love about Romanian football I think ASC Poly Timoswara decided to unveil their new coach Okay. So they had a press conference involving all the local bigwigs and dignitaries and the unveiling was actually done by the mayor of Timisoara, Nikolai Robu, okay? Okay. So he was helping out and they, they all stood up and the press were there and they stood. And Nikolai stood up, introduced coach Daniel Stanku and said he wasn't the first choice, if we're being honest. We couldn't get the one we really wanted. <laughs> no offence to this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's no point, you know, lying to people. It's a very British thing, this, when, when people go, you get turned in for the first choice and they appoint maybe the second or sometimes the third or fourth or whatever, and people go, ha, he was the fourth choice. Well, what were they supposed to do when the first choice turned them down? You know, are they supposed to go up, like, we, we went for Carlo Ancelotti and he said no, so we're just going to leave it. What they should, of course, well, you just actually, the flaw in your plan there, though, David, get heart and hand in is what they would do. Well, yeah, but then we'd need to go to London at the weekends, and it's just oh. a hassle. And anyway, they've got Slavin Bilic, who I love, because he looks at any given point that he would either talk you through the tactics of the second half or murder your entire family for looking at him funny. Yeah, it's like Mihailovic at uh, Milan, I still can't take it seriously. It's like my cam man giving my tactics to the players, and then you think of him on the pitch, 
stamping on people and pulling their hair and gouging them. Oh, he was a maniac. He was a maniac, wasn't he? He also wears a lovely AC Milan sort of snoots and stuff now. He always wears a sort of lovely wee fancy scarf. Stanley right, City. Staying, staying in Romania, okay? Okay. Under pressure coach Leo Grozavu, who's the coach of FC Botosani, okay? Mm-hmm. was overheard by a fan at the touchline coaching the players along these lines. Ivanovici, I'm going to beat you. Bamda, you're a cretin. You're on, you're the devil's arsehole. Pass the ball or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Modianu, you've an empty brain. What the fuck are you doing? You don't even know yourself. Atashi, you're an arsehole. I'll beat you to death, you idiot. I'll beat you to death. You wait and see. I'm beating you to death. I didn't even know Archie Knox had got a, <laughs> did got a gig. This is time for me to tell my once a season Archie Knox story then, isn't it? Yes. Before I Except, do... Well, be- first of all, to end that anecdote brilliantly by the fan approached the owner of the club Valerie Mithju who said don't worry I'm going to tell Leo to be a bit more upbeat and helpful next time yeah that, that's the least you can expect the least you can do but uh, I just have to say that I like you're the devil's arsehole and it sounds like a kind of Disney film gone wrong doesn't it <laughs> yes. the devil's arseholes you know? it's kind of like the mighty ducks gone, gone emo yeah you know so but uh, yes, uh, my Archie Knox story. I was sitting, we were playing Falkirk in the League Cup years ago, 1997, I believe. Yeah, it was the year we should have won 10 in a row. And uh, we were a goal down after about 20 minutes. And Ian Fergus, I was sitting in the main stand uh, or the enclosure just behind the dugouts. And uh, Archie Knox got up and he was shouting Ian Ferguson. And he went, Fergie, 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 Fergie. And this went on for about a minute and a half, genuinely, all that time, and go, Fergie! And eventually the ball went out of play, and Ian Ferguson ran over, and Archie went, for fuck's sake! And that was it! <laughs> that was his tactical, and then Fergie kind of nodded and ran back. And I was like, right, okay. It was at that point I began to think that maybe the reason we were losing in Europe <laughs> became a bit clearer. Yes. Um, perhaps the, the tactical masterclass there that you witnessed? Yes. Is, um, I thought that uh, maybe, yeah. So now I'm going to end though this evening with a friend of the pod, at least he should be, he fits in perfectly here, Dino Aspria. Yeah? Yes, nutter. Proper nutter. 24 carat nutter. He's the kind of guy who nothing's out of bounds, right? No. Prostitutes, guns, monkeys with beer, you betcha. You he betcha. must have done it. Right? That's a Tuesday night to him. Right. Now, Via De Calco, Regional Police Chief Fernando Murillo, recently filed a report about the happy return of Faustino's horse. Oh, okay. good. good. Well, nobody likes to lose their horse. Nobody likes that, okay? This seems to be what happened, okay? Yes. The horse was found in a stable in the town of Florida, okay? Okay. It's been left there by some people who are now seeking for enhancement, said the Bogota Daily Ethbitor, quoting the police chief Fernando Murillo. What seems to have happened is that Tino lent the horse to a friend who, in a drunken and bewildered state, gave it away to two young men. Oh, I hate when that happens. He'd allowed his friend to ride it at the Buga Fair parade. The friend had then got pissed, but unable to look after the horse, and had simply given the horse away. This is Tino Esprit. You can imagine him lending his pal his horse. He's probably getting pissed and saying, oh, fuck off. Horse? Your horse. And then just giving it to someone. I'm too pissed. I can't afford <laughs> it. Like, uh, so you, do you mean you're at the height of your antics? 
You'd have given away your horse, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, that, that's a, we've all been in that state where you're like, ah, oh, that jacket, can he work it? But you just throw it away. Yeah. Like, David, you've got, David, you got to give that horse hay now. Yeah. And, and uh, be, nah, it does seem a good idea. I remember once after an old firm game um, when I told my wife I was going out to watch it at 12.30 uh, on the, the Saturday morning and I got in on the Tuesday. And uh, That I, was just the end though, wasn't it? It was. And I knew that I was going to be in a bit of trouble with her. So I brought her a gift, and it's like a variation on the old garage forecourt. Do you remember in Shawlands of the Mark and Spencer Simply Food? There is indeed, yes. Yeah, well, I went in there, and I got her a low-fat meal because I knew she was on a diet. Did it work? No, it didn't. She hit me with it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. quite quite rightly. It was The problem you had was you stayed overnight at a friend's house, but it was, it was overnight three nights. Yeah, just... It was the other two nights that really got you, wasn't it? I think that that probably got me in a bit of trouble, yes. But uh, but now now I am purer than the driven snow. You are indeed, and you're married to the delicious, delightful Sally now, yep. although you're about to buy a cattle prod for $99, so good luck, Sal. Well, yeah, I need to test it. And a loving, yes. a loving wife should, do you know what I mean? Uh, if she cared, if she cared. Yeah. Might do her good. Didn't they used to treat people with like, electric shocks? If people were mentals, they would electrocute them, yeah. Yeah, it's worth a go, isn't it? And if they became vegetables afterwards, I suppose it was just, that was just... No, you know, you, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs, Scott. Absolutely, and I'm sure Sal will understand that when, when she's drooling. Yeah, exactly. Well, who was the coach, the middle one, the, the guy with the... the oh, the sp- coach is yeah. Leo Gozavu, underfire coach of FC Botusani. Well, congratulations, Leo. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. Right, that's pretty much it then from, from me and the big guy. Uh, all that remains to do is to thank our executive producers in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers, to thank our sound engineer, Mr Charlie Ashworth, to thank Craig G. Telfer for coming in and uh, always fun to hear from him, and to thank you, the listeners, and to tell you how you can get in touch with us. Well, you can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, at IbroxRocks, R-O-C-K-S, or at Scott Hart Hand. You can come to the Hart and Hand Facebook page, which is just Hart and Hand, search for it on Facebook. Or you can email us at ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. You get a free bet from Ladbrokes, as you know, so go ahead and do that. That helps support the pod keep us running. And uh, with that, it's over to my good friend, Mr Scott Vandernacker. Thank you very much. Just remember, folks, Morton aren't as bad as St Murren, but they're still pretty bad. Well, uh, if that doesn't inspire the team to Great Lend, I don't know what will. My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye. This show is brought to you in association with Labrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.